Welcome to Small Talk, a podcast of Connect Church where we discuss practical ways to lead your small group and small group ministry. Hey everyone, welcome to church this morning. We're so glad you're here. It's great to see everyone. If you wouldn't mind standing up real quick, right there you got a blue Connect card right in front of you. Okay, now where can I go? Okay, I think I can, yeah, I'll sneak in. Nobody will see me. I'll sneak in. I'll sit on the back row that way. Yeah, okay. There's a seat right there. Yeah, that's where I'll go. Okay, I'm good. Man, and we are so glad you're here. If it's your first time visiting with us this Sunday, I mean, we couldn't be more happy to see you for the very first time. If you wouldn't mind staying seated right where you are as we stand and shake hands, just to make sure we don't make you feel uncomfortable. Oh no, I've been found out. <laughs> hey, welcome to this week of the Small Talk Podcast. Uh, man, we're glad you guys are here. I'm your host, Pastor Justin Beasley, here with our co-host. Zach Bennett, Worship Pastor of Connect Church. Yes. It's going to be a good day. Yes, some good stuff. Good, day. good stuff planned. So. Yes. And by the way, if you couldn't tell, this episode is on the hider. The hider, you know, that person that comes to group that's sneaky. involved. Yes. Yeah, sneaky. It's involved in our groups that just doesn't want to be seen, found, and sometimes even heard. They just want to hide. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, basically, a, a hider is an introvert. You know, and, and um, there's a lot of things as we go into who the hider is that Pastor Zach and I were talking even before the the podcast today, that we wanted to make sure we define what that person is and who they are and what they might look like. Because there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to introverts. And I've learned this in my own life because um, although I'm about the farthest thing from an introvert, I'm very extroverted, I'm married to an introvert. And my family is full of introverts. And so one of the things I've learned through the years is how they feel, how things make them or, or come across to them or um, make them feel in a given moment. And um, when I started thinking about this podcast today, that's really what came to mind. And to give you an idea, when an introvert walks into a group setting, the reason they hide oftentimes is because of the very thought they have come across their mind. They'll think things like this. Um, often, as an introvert, I'll feel like I'm living in an extrovert's world. I'll feel as if I'm the one expected to always adapt. Yeah. That's a quote. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm the one expected to always adapt to their world. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's an interesting sort of way to approach things. The other thing I, I would tell you, and we're going to talk about today, is actually the majority of our cultures is introverts. Mm-hmm. We, we feel like, man, the majority of people are extroverts, probably 80, 20, or 75, 25. But more that this is actually studied, we're finding that most people's worlds, it's going to be more like 55, 45. And the majority of people are going to be introverted. And that may not be 100% true to your world, but it's true to most of our worlds. It's, a, it's generally true in that sense. Let me tell you some famous people, by the way, that have been introverts. This is one of my favorite sort of topics to think through because there's some pretty cool names. Uh, number one, Albert Einstein. Famous Albert introvert. Einstein. Smart guy. Smart guy. Pretty smart. I mean. He got, I heard he had a C average. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> You know, Rosa Parks, man. Rosa Parks was an introvert. Yeah. Uh, Bill Gates, not sure who he is or what he did, but Bill Gates is a uh, an introvert. Uh, Eleanor Roosevelt, introvert. Um, Warren Buffett, introvert. Gandhi, introvert. Michael Jordan, the second greatest basketball player of all time. Right behind LeBron James. LeBron, baby, (laughs) introvert. Right. Meryl Streep, incredible actress. Introvert, uh, Elon Musk, 
introvert. He, he actually said this way. I love this quote when he talked about his personality. He said, I'm basically like an introverted engineer. So it took a lot of practice and effort to be able to just go up on stage and not stammer. As a CEO, you kind of have to learn to do that. Well, you know, uh, even Elon Musk, I mean, I, he's obviously brilliant, and I've watched a lot of his presentations, and he's still, you can tell that he is introverted. Right. I mean, just naturally. Even when, I mean, he's obviously been on stage and, and done tons of stuff, and um, you can just tell that, I mean, even the way he communicates from on stage, it's still not a confident communication to an audience, you know? So you can, it's just easy to see that he's an introvert. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It's easy to spot in that sense. You know, it's it's funny when you think about the hider, an introverted person you might find in your group, you'd say, how do you how do you spot them? Well, this person typically comes in and they're an expert at being ignored and missed. Mm-hmm. They're experts at that. Finding people to sit behind or between or positioning themselves in a way where they're not going to be the highlight in your group time. You know, what's funny is as, as pastors, we spend a lot of our time thinking through the whole flow and dynamic of services to make sure that we're not making people feel uncomfortable, no matter who they are. We've done so many things through the years to do that, and we, we still talk about that, it seems like, every month. Mm-hmm. How can we do announcements better? How can we do welcome better? How can we engage people when they come in? How do we make them feel like they just, or, you know, like, like they're being welcomed home yeah. and not being made to feel uncomfortable? And we feel like we do a good job at that at our church, yeah. although we're not perfect. And there's definitely improvements yep. that could always definitely. be made. We feel like we do well, but um, it's sort of funny to look back and think on some of the things churches have done through the years that even though they were done with good intentions, they were just really uncomfortable. Well, definitely good intentions and probably culturally driven at the time, you know? Yep. I mean... So it's funny that you mentioned that because I just so happened to have an article pulled up on my phone. It was really weird. It wow. just happened. Ten church things it's that like alienate. We, it's like we know each other. It's like, really weird. We it's amazing. this or something. Ten church things that alienate introverts. And uh, so let's just go through this list real quick. I think it's kind of neat. Number one, and by the way, we do some of the things on this list. So... If you yeah, feel like you need to leave really our church, all our worship we pastor's fault, every bit of it. So anything that's negative, we do. Not the youth pastor or the group's pastor, the worship pastor. Exactly. So number one, prolonged welcome time. <laughs> We're out. Uh, no, number one on the list of scare away the introverts is a long handshaking time during the church service. Most introverts don't mind shaking hands for a little while, but introverts don't usually enjoy a lot of small talk. What's funny about that is we really don't do a prolonged welcome time. I mean, at the last church that I served at, uh, First Baptist Union Trail, the lift was the contemporary service. We actually put a timer up on the screen, and originally we we would put a two-minute timer up. So everyone, take this next two minutes, just hang out and talk for a while. Well... After the first Sunday we did that, we were like, uh, let's drop it down to 90 seconds. <laughs> because it, <laughs> One weekend? One weekend. Because it just, it was so, I don't know, it just felt so awkward for two whole minutes, which you don't think is a long time. But, I mean, I'm naturally introverted. Right. I grew up scared to be in front of people, and I just didn't enjoy it. And I had to adapt and learn, kind of like Elon Musk. I mean, Gosh, it's yeah. probably the only that's way. That's what we, I was thinking. And I you know, it's whatever. You that's that's, uh, it that's probably the only time I'll ever be able to compare myself to Elon. <laughs> but uh, I had to learn to adapt 
because you know you see me on stage you think i've always been that way but yeah. no i've always been naturally introverted but you know it's even funny here when we started connect church we did a one minute sort of time we mm-hmm. we actually put a timer up on the on the um on the screen yep we don't really do that anymore no we we've really cut it down in all honesty it, it probably lasts between 15 and 25 seconds yeah uh, on any given week we've already begun to cut that back not to rush people but a minute is a long time to just it walk is. around shaking hands for it anyone is. you know um Okay, so that's number one. Number two, overly enthusiastic greeters, which... (laughs) I feel like I'm that guy. (laughs) Wow. It doesn't matter... two for two. (laughs) ...how bad my week is. When you come in, it's like, put the face on. It's like, it's so good to see you. They're like, what's my name? Like, I have no idea. Bro. Yeah. Uh, So... But no, I think our greeters do a really good job. I think I think we have a happy medium. There. Oh man, they're so good. Uh, our greeters do wonderful. That's why I just leave them alone and go do something. Else. No joke. I mean, seriously, they do a yeah, great job. Do. We they had I job. get so many encouraging notes online through our our website yeah. of just I just felt so welcome. Thank you. You know, I've had people that were like, oh, "We wish we lived there so we could come to your church." Yeah. No joke. So, uh, number three, expectations or pressure to serve. Which we obviously have expectations for people to serve. Yeah, we're not shy about this one. We're definitely not. But um, we only do that that pressure more expectations for people who have been to Welcome Home. You're expected to serve if you've been to Welcome Home Park. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, and, and I would say that, you know, it's, when you think about that, why do we... Why are we not bashful about that? Why are we not shy about people serving? One, that's a, that's, that's a commandment. Yeah. For us to serve the Lord, and mm-hmm. so we're not shy about that. Um, if you came to us and said, "I don't want to serve, and I just want to attend," are we going to, you know, walk you out the door? Of course, communicated. But uh, you're going to be, you're going to feel uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, and and so um, I don't exactly agree with that one being on the list because that's actually a biblical thing. Like it, it may make you feel uncomfortable, but that uncomfortable feeling is more what I would call conviction. That's between you and God, not you and the pastor who encourages you to do what God wants you to do. Well, and the benefit of serving is we have so many different avenues. I mean, we have, I mean, introverts can serve on the camera. That's right. I mean, that's a great place for someone who's introverted naturally to kind of get plugged in or the AVL room. You know, you're back there. Our job is to help you get to the right place no matter your personality, not to force you in uncomfortable areas. So we need to create places to serve for that exact reason. That's a great word. Uh, Number four, misjudged silence. Hey, let me go back real quick. Yeah. Yeah. You just said this, and, and that's a good word for our groups too. You can actually create places for introverted and hiders, introverted people and hiders in your group to serve. Yeah. You know, they don't have to be a greeter walking in or somebody who contacts their body. Man, I am not an administrative person by personality. I need organized individuals around me. Yep. And that's often play, at times a great place for introverted people who just want to be behind the scenes and help out and serve to be. Yep. So find those. Based off of your personality, find roles and places for people to serve that they're going to feel comfortable and they're already gifted in. Exactly. It's a great word. Exactly. Uh, the number four, mis- misjudged silence. Uh this says, think back to a recent life group or Bible study meeting. There were probably a few talkers and some definite listeners in that room. Chances are the listeners were introverts. In a group setting, introverts often sit quietly before jumping into the conversation. Doesn't mean they're upset, shy, snobby, or daydreaming. <laughs> and it definitely doesn't mean there's nothing go- deep going on inside. On the contrary, introverts have hundreds of deep thoughts. Most introverts prefer to take their time to fully understand an atmosphere. And I think this kind of goes into, as group leaders, don't don't interpret silence as no one has anything to say. Right. It's just maybe 
you know, I've, I've met some people who are very analytical and, you know, most probably they are probably mostly introverts, the analytical types who just kind of keep to themselves and they think and they're very, they're very cautious before they speak. They really yep. think through what they're going to say before they say it. So that's why we always say, go first. Give them time to process your question. Right. You know, uh, so that's number four. Uh, number five, asking guests to stand and introduce themselves. <laughs> yes. Funny story. They, uh, my wife, uh, Ivanka, she's Slavic. She's from Ukraine. Yep. And at their churches, they have a time, in like their traditional Baptist churches, they have a time at the end of the service where uh, anyone who's a guest, like visiting in town, and they've come to their church, they get they stand up. They'll say, "Is anyone is anyone here from out of town?" <laughs> and they'll literally stand up and say, uh, "Greetings, brother from Philadelphia," or "Greetings, brother from Sevierville." Like we, when we would go, we would say, "Greetings from Connect Church in Sevierville." Wow. Yeah, it's just it's amazing. Yeah, um, they love that. People don't mind. Oh, they love it. Wow, they love it. Uh, just very interesting. Yeah, now, not is. everyone does it, obviously, but yeah. it's it's pretty neat. Which you know, I don't do it because yeah. I'm I'm not. Are we am. implementing that here? Or is that the... yeah next week? Okay, good. Uh, number six, being singled out, and there's multiple ways this happens. Yeah, whether is. you know the welcome time, you know, we'll all sit while the guests stand, or we'll all stand while the guests sit. Um, it's really incredible how. Um, that that used to be the thing. Let's find a variety of ways we yeah, can single I mean, you out. That used to be the thing. Uh, I know we're going over on time today, so yeah, just good. bear with us. Uh, number seven, sharing personal things with strangers. Like my experience with the church group pressuring people to share struggles, it can be tricky for introverts to open up to strangers. So obviously in your group setting, mm. you make sure they're not a stranger. Right. Get to know your people. Yeah, and you know that goes back to doing a good job at the beginning and helping them connect one-on-one. You know, one of the things I, I want to talk about today, too, is when, I, when you start to research a lot of suggestions from experienced group leaders about how to deal with a hider or an introverted person who's really uncomfortable being in any sort of group setting, and they'll say things like, well, you know, just give them some, something they can do one-on-one. And that's great. I mean, that's really actually really solid advice, but very difficult to implement consistently without really ruining your group dynamic and culture. And so the, the question becomes, how do we do that in a, in a way that's respectful to everybody, not just the hider, but every personality type in your group to help everyone continue to grow in their walk with Christ? Yeah. And so as, as you heard us talk, I, my prayer for this as a leader is that you'll be thinking of creative ways that you can consistently implement some new things. For instance, maybe you do need to have some one-on-one time once a month or once a quarter where you walk in and say, hey, we typically do group this way, but this week we're changing. Yep. And I want everybody to find a group with two other people. Yeah, and groups I'm gonna of throw three. Some questions. Yeah, groups yeah. of three. Or I'm going to throw some questions your way, and we don't do this very often. We do it you know, three or four times a year, and, and surprise, tonight's that night. Well, you know, and that's one simple one. Yeah. But what are some things you can do at the beginning to help people engage one another one-on-one? What are some things you can do um, you know, consistently once a quarter or every month or every now and then that help, help people engage one-on-one? Yeah. As a leader, we get to set that standard, but we want to make sure we're doing that without doing it in a way that actually takes away from the group. Like, hey, we don't want to single everybody out, so you just stay seated. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we effectively does, still yeah, you reversed it there. Yeah, singled them out, right? So we want to be creative in that in uh, in everything that we do, and so that's a great that's a great word. Any final thoughts, Pastor Zach? Uh I would say probably the final thought is um, 
just really getting to know your people. And obviously the first week, you don't want to break up into groups of yes. three, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone's yeah. new. Welcome to our new group tonight. Yeah, everyone break group up into groups, groups of two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but usually after your group has met three or four times, you have gotten to know people. You have identified who they are, your personality type a little bit. And maybe there's one person who does a lot of the, They're the dominator, right? Or there's one person who is the hider. And you've kind of, you know, you've, uh, you've identified. So then after three or four weeks, you break up into groups. And that's a good, that's a good time to do that. Right. The, the groups of three things. So. Absolutely. That's a great word. And so, but I hope this has just encouraged your brain to sort of wonder a little bit and get creative about how you can implement some of these things in your group to make sure that we are aware of who is there, what their needs are, and creating the right kind of culture to minister to everybody we come across. So, man, thank you for bearing with us. It was a little longer this week, so hopefully that wasn't a, uh, a bad thing. If it was, get over it. Don't rate us. Yes. If it's five stars, rate us. Only if, five. Thank you. Have yeah, good, no yeah. four and a halfs, no four threes. Exactly. Five only, all right? We're extroverted people. We care about this, <laughs> all right? No, we're so glad you guys are with us. And, and please do that on your listening platforms. We're on Google Podcast. We're on Apple. And we're also on Spotify. We just, yeah, we're on Spotify yeah, just now. brand new on Spotify. So you can follow us there, rate us there, leave a review. That would help us out so much. Um, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you again next week.